Welcome back to Company of One. This is your host, Dale Callahan. Today, I'm going to be talking about side hustles. Actually, the next couple of episodes, we'll be talking about side hustles, finding ways to make money, finding ways to generate that side income, as the side hustle indicates. This is a popular topic that is I is I've been coaching people through career stuff, which has been accidental, but that's what I've been doing, helping people move through career stuff. And a lot of times people find themselves unemployed for sometimes a long period of time. We did an episode of finding employment after 50, and some of those people really struggle. And I've had multiple clients that go through and do a side hustle just to generate some income, right? Just to kind of generate a couple thousand bucks a month or a thousand bucks a month, and they turn it into a full-time income. So this is a great uh, path to go. Matter of fact, I highly encourage you to do this and to pay attention to what we're talking about. So we'll be talking about side hustles and how do you go through the process in the next couple of episodes. Right now, what we're going to look at is just strictly, how do you find an idea for a side hustle? So let's just jump right in and talk about what is a side hustle. Uh, as as the term is very popular in books, uh, there's some podcasts that that's all they deal with is examples of side hustles. But what you want to look at is, is it's just a way to make money. Um, I have a full-time job. I'm looking to have to generate extra money. That's where it comes from. We used to call it, um, what did we used to call it? Midnighting? That's not the right word. Uh, moonlighting. You know, where we, we're doing some work that's outside my day job. So side hustle is I'm trying to make a little bit extra money for Christmas, trying to make a little bit extra money for this or that. Um, or, hey, I just want to get some diversity. Now, here's, here's my very strong opinion. If you have an employer, you have a day job, you need a side hustle. Because right now, if you have a day job, I don't care how secure you feel like your job is, it's not. It's not. You are one decision away from losing your job. That may have nothing to do with your position. It may have nothing to do with your ability to do your job or how well you've done your job. Companies sell off divisions, close divisions, close teams, just strictly for financial reasons or may not even be financial reasons. We just make a decision sometimes. We don't need that function anymore. And if you're in that function, suddenly you're without a job and you had not much to do with it. What a side hustle does, or a part-time business, if you want to call it that, is it gives you um, some cushion. So even if you're making $1,000 a month, let's just say you're making $300 a month on the side, then you have some cushion. If you lose your job, you can move that $300 to $3,000. It's a lot easier to go from... 300 to 3,000 than it is from zero to 300. It takes more work, but and it's the momentum game, right? So a side hustle really gives you a little bit of cushion and leverage for what goes on in the job world. And I know we're in a great economy. We're in a great opportunity uh, for jobs and finding things like that. But for the, the rule of thumb is for every $10,000 you make, 
it takes a month to find another job. So if you have a $100,000 a year job, it could take you 10 months to find another job in your field making the money you want to make. So a side hustle gives you lots of cushion. So that's a side hustle. That's what it is. It's just side money. It's things that you're doing outside of your day job. And yet what can you expect? A few hundred dollars a month? Yeah, I know people that are making a couple hundred dollars a month. I know people that are making $10,000 a month in their side hustle. I have one particular friend who he was, uh, his uh, Patrick Cash, he was at one time making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on his side hustle. And, uh, and I remember sitting, having breakfast with him, told him, Patrick, you know, you probably can quit your day job now. And he was like, why? I have no reason to. Uh, so, the amount of money you make um, is widely dependent on lots of different factors. Uh, but as you grow, as you learn, you can make significant amounts of money. So don't get, just because we call it a side hustle, don't get caught up into, I'm only going to make $10. Or don't make the assumption that you're going to make 10000 either. Just look at, you know, I just need to get some cushion. I need to get some revenue generated. I need to spend a little bit of time making a little bit of money. Because just think about $1,000 a month, that's $12,000 extra dollars a year. Um, that's For some people, that's life-changing. For other people, that's play money. Uh, and, and you know what? Both of those are good. Uh, so two quick ways to generate some ideas. Let's talk about how do you generate an idea. So I'm constantly working with people and they're coming to me. Uh, they're corporate. They're very smart. They're uh, you know a lot of engineers that I work with, and they'll say, "I have no ideas, Dale. I have no ideas," which is kind of funny because they're so smart. Uh, but it's also I get it because I'm stuck there a lot too. I get stuck in overthinking things, and the more corporate experience you have, you're used to doing things in the corporate way. And, and you take for granted a lot of different things. Uh, you take for granted a lot of your skills. So I have, I have corporate people that uh, are friends of mine in the corporate setting making over $1 million per year. And they'll tell me, you know, if I lose this job, where else am I going to get it? I really don't have any skills. They've become an executive and, and there's something, when you get them one-on-one, -on -one, the fear comes out. There's something back there that, that they think, I've got to hang on to this gig because I can't get another one like this because I don't really know anything. I go to meetings, sure, I manage people, but it's not really that unique. I don't have any unique gifts. Again, I'm hearing this from highly paid people. I'm hearing this from people at all levels. So how do you go about finding these ideas? First and fo foremost, focus on your calling. Now the calling, I'll make a link to our calling exercise where we walk you through a couple of three you know, pieces of paper where you just do some brainstorming. You talk to your, your wife or your husband or, or family members or good friends to kind of help you think through your ideas. Because for most of us, our great ideas are right there in front of us, and we overlook them. We overthink them. Um, maybe you're great at organizing, for instance. You're great 
you know, you just have this gift for looking at somebody's closet and saying, hey, if you did this and this and put a shelf there and I did this, it would be awesome. And they say, wow, that's cool, Dale. That was cool. Not me. <laughs> that's not my gift, but I'm just, I'm pretending, right? So if they think that's awesome and then you take it for granted that that was easy because you're like, I'm just looked at things. I just make a suggestion. There's no real gift there. Because you don't see it as a gift, the rest of the people around you see it as a gift because they cannot do it. If you can cook well, if you're a chef, not a chef, but if you just cook well uh, and you, you, you find it easy to go into the kitchen to see things and make up recipes and just throw things together to feed your family, right? That's a gift. Not a lot of people actually have that gift. That's why cooking shows and cooking channels and cookbooks are so popular because that's that's a gift. Uh, so your gifts are sometimes, are very often actually, the things that are right in front of you that you take for granted, you assume are easy, and yes, they are probably easy to you. So in the calling exercise, that's what we're doing, and basically the calling exercise it walks you through, how do you think through, what do you love to do? What are you gifted at? And how, how do you know what you're gifted at? You start asking yourself what others ask you for help with. When I get the phone call, Dale, I have a question or I need to run something by you. What they're doing is they're tapping into my gift. So when people are calling me and saying, Dale, you know, I'm trying to find a job. Can you meet with me and, and, and uh, can we chat? They rarely ever actually ask me a question, which is odd, but they want to run it by me because they see in me I have a gift to cut through the, the nonsense of the job finding thing and, and connect with people and find the opportunities. The same is true for this finding a side hustle. They'll connect with me and say, hey, I just want to run some things by you. What do you think? And we'll share some ideas and I will share what is off the top of my mind and think, well, here's the obvious stuff, you know, and, and they'll like, man, that's a genius. You're a genius. No, you know, it, it's easy to me. And so you've got these things too, right? So that's what you're thinking through is, is on the first list of the calling exercise, you're just thinking through what do you love to do? And then you start looking for how do you connect what you love to do with uh, what other people are already doing? What's the market? You know, what we're looking for is what you love, your passions, your skills, where it connects to where people pay for it. So we'll put a link to the calling exercise. That's a great way to really sit back and explore ideas uh, that you would find fun, you would find interesting, you would find entertaining, and actually kind of easy. Uh, because I could, you know, I can do a business like that, but if I had to start a business as, you know, doing somebody's accounting or book work for your business, man, that would be a pain to me. It would be work. It would be real work. Um, not because I can't do it, but I just don't, it's a, not a natural thing for me. So you want to focus on your calling, on the, the gifts that you have, and the things that you already love to do. And then a second way is to tying in this is to search the website Fiverr or Udemy. Udemy sells video courses or Amazon. And what you're looking for is products and services and um books, courses, 
Fiverr is more about services. There's also a website called Upwork. I'll put a link to all of these in the show notes at dellcallahan.com slash 130. We are on episode 137. 137. DellCallahan.com slash 137. We'll put a link to all of these if you don't know what some of these are. But they're great. Number one, they're great sites. Obviously, you know about Amazon, hopefully. Uh, But you may not know about Udemy. You may may not know about Fiverr. You may not know about Upwork. And there's many other like it uh, where you can look and see what other people are selling. And you will see, wow, I could sell that, you know. So, so see, and see what is offered that you do well. Udemy, for instance, is a bunch of video courses. People create video courses on how to do photography, how to do cooking, how to do math. Uh, there's courses out there like we sell on algebra. We don't have any out there. Uh, but uh, I can look at Udemy and say, I could do that. I could teach that. I can teach that better than he's teaching that. Uh, and he's making money. And so obviously I'm not calling him a schmuck. I'm just saying he's, I can, uh, I can do that, and uh, I can, I have something to offer to the market. Fiverr is another one. Fiverr is all kinds of crazy services. The one I found recently is some guy with long hair uh, and a beard. He looks like Jesus, and um, he, there was the service was I will record a video message for you from you to a friend as Jesus. Yeah, and it's kind of com- and obviously because the guy looks like Jesus the way he's dressed and the, the way his hair and beard are, and uh, it's kind of comical. And and he's making money. You know how weird of a gift is that? Um, so you're looking for gifts. Also look on local service pages. You know Craigslist. Uh, you you find a lot of this on Facebook where people are offering local services that you can do. What kind of things that you, can you do? Um, it, it can be things from cleaning houses. It can be things from doing yard work. Um, it, it, all, all kinds of different options. So all you're trying to do is get some ideas flowing, right? That's all we're trying to do is, hey, let's get some things to do. So what do you do first now? Uh, you get some ideas. It, side hustles, and I'll put a link to a book. It's a free Kindle book. At least it was free, and I forget who it's by, but I'll put a a link in the show notes did also on side hustles. And it's just a whole bunch of ideas. And he walks you through, um, well, he walks you through a lot of these same ideas, but he kind of takes takes it apart. So it's, it's a good read because it gives you some more ideas. But basically he comes down to you start with a service, meaning you pay me X and I go do something for you. You pay me and I clean your gutters. You pay me and I write uh, uh, some emails for you. So I had, there's a guy I work with at UAB uh, that started, he happens to be good at grant writing. So um, I think that's the grant writing, yes. So he paid off his student loan, he told me, by doing on Upwork. Where he put out there, I'll write or review your grants for you. And he made enough money to pay off his uh, student loans. So Upwork. So it's just a gift he already has. It's what he already does. It's just he knows how to do this. And he's willing to do it. He probably considers it somewhat entertaining and fun to do it. So all these kind of things. So there's a, so Fiverr, Upwork, Craigslist. What we can do, the, the nice thing about a service is you can put it out there now and be taking on money tomorrow. It's just that fast. It doesn't take a lot of thought. 
Matter of fact, I would not put a whole lot of thought into it. You just go start doing it. So there's one of our guys, one of our clients for IEM. I'm not going to use his name because I haven't got his permission yet, but uh, is he um, he started a handyman service, and he came to me. He worked for Alabama Power, power company, and came to me and said, I, I just want to make some more money and kind of do this side hustle. And he happens to like handyman. You know, he's the guy that likes to go to Lowe's and stuff like that. And he, I won't say he's necessarily the, I can build anything, but he has just, he knows how to get basic stuff done, right? And I'm not trying to knock his ability. I just don't know. Uh, so he just he he lives in this specific neighborhood. It's not a huge neighborhood, as he said. There's a lot of retired couples that live there. They're newer homes. They're uh, I think they're garden homes. And he just started putting flyers on people's door. Hey, I'll do handyman services. And he just made a list of hanging ceiling fans, changing light bulbs. Uh, you know, s- relatively simple stuff, uh, pressure washing, those kind of things. And he started emailing me, and hey, I've got these jobs. And he made, I think he made $22,000 his first year, mostly doing this on Saturdays. And his, his uh, handyman service got so specific, he was getting a lot more work for pressure washing, driveways and things like that that uh, he bought the better pressure washing equipment and kind of started focusing on pressure washing. If I can get his uh, get in touch with him, I'll put a link to his website there. But it's, he just did the obvious. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of other people in the group. They were thinking about it, and they were considering ideas. And he just went out and did it. And he's, while we're the, in our next meeting, online meeting we were doing, because in our graduate program we do everything online, he's... Other people are considering their things, and he's like, I'm taking on orders. And that's the, that's the beauty of a service. You just can get started so fast. So use your gifts. You know, do you like planting flowers? Do you, um, do you like cleaning out closets? Uh, do you have a pickup truck and will move stuff? My son-in-law and grandson, and, and uh, they have started a picking up and they started from a recycling business, we will pick up metal objects, refrigerators, you know, stoves, stuff you're throwing out, and do a recycling and take it to the recycling. And they started out just doing just just this because they wanted to do recycling because they felt like that was a cool thing to do. And then they realized they can make money off recycling, and they got better at it, realizing, hey, copper pays more. And then they realize that people will pay them to take this stuff away, so they make money twice, right? Uh, and that's probably not news to you, but they've grown into that, and now this is a business that they have that's doing well. And it's because I have access to a pickup truck. It's got an access place to store it, got time to get to the dumps, got time to get to the recycling centers, and I can make a little bit extra money. So my point here is don't overthink it. The, the other beauty of a service is when you don't like it anymore, you just quit doing it. I don't want to do that anymore. So um, they're simple things. They're no cost to get started. So the, the second thing here, that's, and that's where I'm going to say, let's just start with a service because it's the easiest thing to start. Uh, but as services grow, you oftentimes are, are going to grow them into a product. So... Let's say I'm doing lawn care, and I, I think I can go mow some people's yard. I'm not going to be a full-time lawn care service, but I've got some time on Saturday. 
I'll take on a few lawns and go mow people's grass. Um, if that gets so busy, I don't have any time anymore. You know, I got options. I can hire people. But a lot of people will go off and say, what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to create a product. So I got several examples of this. Uh, Deborah Mastic, one of my clients, she was writing resumes for people. She ended up writing a book. Uh, actually, she's got a couple of books on Amazon about how to do your resume. She started doing a more involved service that costs more money. Uh, so she kind of flipped just doing the resumes into something more involved and, and made it into products. The books are products. Um, you, if you're plumbing, you can hire more plumbers, obviously, to help you grow this. Or you can create online content showing people how to do their own plumbing. So the lawn care, my buddy Patrick Cash, he was doing just that, went out and bought a cool mower, was out mowing people's yard uh, on Saturday, didn't have a whole lot of time, got busy, and thought, well, you know what? Every year there's thousands of people. There's got to be, he was, he was using his logic, right? There's got to be thousands of people every spring starting a lawn care company to make some side money. So he built a product, uh, ebook about how to start your own lawn care business and sold it. I forget what his price point was, but it wasn't much. But uh, at the time we were talking about it, he had 17,000 people on his list that had bought his lawn care book. And now he was selling them other products and services like how do you do, how do you take payments? How do you... Uh, how do you deal with customers who won't pay you? How do you how do you put out lawn fertilizer? And I'm making these up. I know about the lawn fertilizer because he made a video on that. But he was making up these other extra products that he could sell to these people uh, and continue to help his audience. So side businesses, side hustles can grow into things. You don't have to worry about that yet. So I'm, I'm kind of getting you ahead of the game. Start up here with a service. It's just the easiest thing to do. Common mistakes people make. I've already hinted to some of these, but let me hit them again. Overthinking it. Overthinking it. Making it too blooming complicated. Just think about what people need and will pay for. Don't worry if somebody's already doing it. Of course somebody's already doing it. Somebody's already doing plumbing. Somebody's already doing lawn care. Somebody's already cleaning out closets. Somebody's already reviewing resumes. Yes, somebody's doing it. You don't care about that. You just want some of it. You're not trying to take the whole market. You just want to help some people. So don't overthink it. Throw a service out there. The beauty of Fiverr and Craigslist and things like that is they cost you nothing to throw something out there. You just throw it out there. And forget trying to make it perfect. That's the second mistake. Uh, so I was working with somebody recently, and they were putting something up on Fiverr. And the way Fiverr works is you have a, for $5, I give you this. You, you generally have three packages. For $5, hence the word Fiverr, I'm going to give you this. For $50, I'm going to give you this. For $100, I'm going to give you this. You kind of make up the other two data points. Uh, and, and we overthink that. You know, so... Um, for example, there was a guy who does, um, what would you call it, writing uh, for like advertisements. And he, for $5, he would write you a title for your product, your webpage, your podcast. For 
I think $150, he would write up a short description, and for $400, he would give you a whole web page where he wrote up this, what was called sales copy. And uh, so a lot of times we just spend our time spending our wheels and you just put it out there. The, the beauty of Fiverr and Upwork and Craigslist and things like that, you can also change it. If you're getting so busy on something and it's not worth the money, change the prices, change the package. Don't, don't get too worried about it because um, you're just really trying to get out to the market. The second, the third mistake, the first is overthinking. The second is trying to make it perfect. And the third is failing to deliver. That this is this is a killer one. When somebody buys from you, respond and deliver fast. So set it up so you get an email, respond to them quickly, and deliver. Because you know, as I, as well as I know, the number one frustration we have in dealing with companies, especially in the United States, but probably anywhere in the world, is poor service. You put yourself in a different league just by offering prompt, courteous, personal, friendly service. You're you're in a league of your own. Think about Chick-fil-A, those of you that are in the areas that have Chick-fil-A. They they blow the socks off of every other restaurant, and a lot of their appeal is just their professionalism and their courteous service and they try to get people in and out as fast as possible because it's amazing i can i can go into a chick-fil-a and they have a line around the building and you can get out of there faster than you can get through a hardy's when there's only two cars in the line uh, but, you know they just they just work on the service element so del- failing to deliver is a is a big mistake don't do that so i hope this gives you some things things to think about I want to reiterate, though, we're going to do several, they're going to do a series of about four or five podcasts, so 138, 139, the next podcast are going to be that. The next one is going to be, how do I find time and money to start a side business when I have no time and money, right? That's the other complaint I often hear, so we'll we'll talk about that next time. Uh, But think about it, because you need some cushion you need some protection because you have once if you have one single income and that's all you have then you need a buffer and the side business a side hustle creates a buffer so as you think about this if you're doing something already share your ideas comment on this post email me comment on social media however i'd love to hear what you're doing because i always i always am amazed about the crazy things people do to make money and serve their customers uh, so many unique opportunities. I mean, we are we are living in a world where there's just people will pay you for all kinds of things. And I, I want to just leave you with that one thing. In the economy that we live in, and I don't care what country you're in, but because if you're listening to this podcast, you're in a country that has enough wealth going around, not everybody, but many people, where time is more precious than money and so i live in the united states in the united states in particular time is more precious than money people are willing to pay to have things done that are easy because they don't have time people are willing to pay more to get it delivered right think about the services like shipped a company out of out of birmingham here where i live 
um, that are delivering groceries. People are willing to pay for conveniences and willing to pay premium for conveniences. So side hustles can be really easy. You're just serving other people, doing things that they don't have time to do, they would just rather not do, or they would rather have you do them because they see you're gifted. So again, share with me your ideas. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Other than that, till next week, next week we're going to pick up on how do you find time to start these side hustles. We'll see you later.